Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is James. Welcome back to another episode of More Than a Podcast. Um, glad to be back um, with you guys as always. I'm here to give you guys more of the greatness. So let's jump right in. I don't know. I'm on my little singing tip today. Feeling really good. Had a pretty good uh, day today. So for Tuesday, you know, Tuesdays aren't you know, inherently bad, but mine was exceptionally good. So there you go. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about something. I was sitting at home and, um, you know, I'm, I'm going online. And one of the big things that I really enjoy doing, uh, as most of you is, uh, I'm, you know, I get on Amazon a lot and, um, you know, getting on Amazon, you know, it's basically, it basically consists of spending hours, making uh making wish lists and i do it also on etsy and all of the different uh sites that have some kind of storefront you know i I probably have a lot of baskets sitting with uh items you know idle and waiting for me to purchase but you know it had me thinking like about the experience that seems to be coming to an end in a lot of ways considering that online you can pretty much get anything from your clothes to your groceries to medical supplies to toys for kids you can send toys you know and or anything cross country have it all wrapped and say to whomever uh, is going to receive it and you could have never touched it at one point or the other but it there you know it always still makes me think what what is up with going into stores now i still go into stores every now and then so you know there are times where i mean for for the most part i still get my groceries in the store i have done the experience of ordering them online which is actually pretty freaking awesome but um you know for the most part i just kind of uh keep that as a as a norm for me and i go to other department stores just for you know the bits and bobs here and there so uh yeah i you know but i i always wonder like how do people feel about shopping in public versus how i feel about shopping in public because for me the experience can be either this way or it could be that way it could be a good experience or it could be a bad experience it's never in between um you know usually you know for the most part i can go into um an establishment i can get what i what i need i can get you know in line and get out relatively quick and get on my way but there are just times where that doesn't always seem to be the case and it seems like the uh brick and mortar gods are counting against me and not allowing me to have the uh the, the most efficient day so what i did today uh just kind of in my groove of you know uh you know what's all, what's so wrong with the world i basically put together 10 things that i personally um you know don't look forward to experiencing when i'm in a store whether it's a department store or a grocery store or any other brick and mortar that you know you walk in to get goods and services so with that said let's jump into it here's 10 things that i cannot stand when i'm shopping in a store so the first thing uh that i would say is the helpless help now when you go into a department store you pretty much already have in mind what the hierarchy of the business is you got your you got your uh you know your owner 
who's hired a store manager or a district manager and they have a store manager, store manager has assistant managers, assistant managers has employees, employees have us customers to deal with. But somewhere in that line of responsibility, we are not counted as customers, you know, you know, in that line of importance. So it's always a drag walking into a store and not being acknowledged as a part of the functionality of how a store operates. Now, I'm not saying this like this is every single experience, okay? Not every person walks into a store and has a bad experience every time. And I'm not saying that it's any particular place. So I'm not going to say don't ever walk into these type of stores because you're going to have the worst experience ever. No, but when I do walk into, you know, stores at certain times, you know, you get, I mean, you people like to say, well, it could have just been this person having an off day. And I'm one of the people that says if you're having an off day, you need to keep your tail at home because nobody else nobody else should have to feel the factor of your down day because you want to come to work and make money being, you know, less than what you were hired for. And and it's I mean that's it's really nothing to argue about with that. That's just the way it should be. Um but it's really hard when you go into a store expecting help at times and you're unable to find help now what do i mean so you know sometimes you can go into a store knowing exactly what you want but there may be times where you just don't know where to find it and sometimes you're just not that person to walk up and you know grab the attention of every single person uh, or any person for that matter sometimes you just kind of hope that somebody will just say can i help you find something is everything okay are you doing all right how was your day and it sucks when you go into stores and that doesn't happen. Um, you know, it's really it's really funny because, you know, I feel that that is just basically a product of our time, the way that we have evolved as a culture, because as a culture, I think we are caring less and less about the 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 doings and the goings on of each other. And we're really just kind of. Uh, resolving ourselves to our own bubble and that's a little depressing but it should also not be a factor of how we operate in the public but people do it I've had instances where I've had employees standing next to me I could be feverishly looking for something and I am not asked one inquisitation on my experience in said store I've also had it to where you know, you go up to checkout and, you know, there's really nothing cordial about the experience. It's just hurry up and get out of my line and let me finish getting on my cell phone. And I'm not even going to ask you if you need bags. So the helpless help can go somewhere else and not help anybody because it just makes shopping suck so much more. And that's one of the things that makes me want to just stay at home and keep ordering from places like Amazon. So number two is the uh, tagless shopper. Now, the tagless shopper is a really comedic shopper. and It's a really funny experience whenever I get to see exactly what's going on. But basically, you only run into these shoppers in line. And basically, what what their uh, what their characteristic is, is and it, it can it can it can engage in the beginning of the experience. It can come in the middle. It can come in the end. But you always have that shopper who happens to have that one item that doesn't have any tag, but they want it. And it's like, 
out of everything in the store, you grabbed it. You knew it didn't have a tag on it, and you refused to do. Now, now this could be a caveat of the helpless helpers. Maybe no one was around to help them find that price. But in the event that you grab an item and it doesn't have, especially with me, like if I grab something and there's no clear set price on it. I mean, some things you can assume. If you pick up a brand new PlayStation 4 game, it's going to be, you know, for the most part, uh, $59.99, unless otherwise stated, unless you feel that there's an undervalue to it. But I mean, you're not going to pick up a Madden 22 and 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 say, oh, yeah, this is probably 40 bucks. No, it's going to be $60. Um, but if you pick up like a clothing item and it doesn't seem to have a tag, the first thing I would be doing is trying to find somebody to tell me how much does this cost? Even if I have a basket full of uh, odds and ends, bits and bobs from other departments, I'm still going to go over to guest services so I can find out about that one item. So I don't take up so much time in the line. And you know why that's important It's because you have people behind you. And see, that's the thing is that people aren't very considerate to the people that are around them. It's not just the helpless help that are reserving themselves to their bubble. It's also the shoppers. It's also the shoppers. They're just in their own bubble and they don't understand that their inquisition factors into everything else that flows behind them. And I just have such a laugh about it because when it happens in line, I ask myself, wishing I could be so bold as to ask the person, what exactly do you expect this cashier to do besides the normal, which is call over someone to assist them to go over to the department where it is to find said item? And, and there could be so many different factors. Maybe that item has been phased off of the off of the sales floor and is no longer offered. Maybe it's the last of its piece. Um, maybe, um, you know, maybe it came from a different department than where you picked it up. And they have, you know, maybe you picked it up in the clear on the clearance rack, but it was actually supposed to go on the normal rack because somebody was trying to run a game or a scam and make it seem like it was cheaper than it was. It's so many different factors and they have to spend time to investigate that and figure it out. And guess what? They're not going to make the line any shorter for anybody else while you're asking about something that doesn't have a tag. So if you're a tagless shopper, please do yourself a favor, go to guest services and ask about it, or just pick a different color. Number three um, is a, another one that really bothers me as far as being in line, which is one of the caveats to shopping online because you can avoid the line, but it is the full basket person who has no, no kind of thought to the person standing behind them with three items or less. And I've been that shopper many, many times. You know, there there have been times where I have been in a store to get lunch. Maybe, you know, go to the service deli, grab a quick sandwich or something, grab a, a beverage, and then go to check out. And between every line, maybe there's not a, a big difference between where you would stand here, here, there, or anywhere else. And what's funny is that you, you can get behind someone who hasn't even began to put their groceries onto the conveyor belt and they will look back at you and then proceed to go forward and start piling up their groceries. And it's such a sad and disheartening experience because the one thing that I like to believe about being in public is that 
people are operating on the greater good. Like people are operating, trying to be the best version of themselves. And it's not that way. Most people are reserved to their bubble. And that sucks because if I feel like if people thought a little bit more about what's going on around them, they could show a bit of, you know, reasonable action, a slight compassion. I mean, you don't necessarily have to fall into mercy for somebody, but it's logical. It will take less time for me to get out of line with my three items versus your 35 and up. And it just, and, and you know, and again, the factor is something that you may not understand because clearly if you have over 35 items, you're not in any rush to get back anywhere. If I have three, there's a multitude of reasons that I could be in line. I could be in line on a lunch break. I could have just gotten off of work. I could be, you know, not to, not to claim this in any, in any, uh, in any way to, you know, uh, belittle medical reasons, but I could be a diabetic and I could totally need to get something like a, like a, a thing of orange. I've had that happen to me actually, you know, where I was as faint as can be. And all I wanted to do was just get out of line and with my orange juice and just go. And I, w- <laughs> I was about to faint and somebody looked at me and said, just drink it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I will just drink it. I'm trying to be nice about it, but you know, sometimes being nice can get you dead. So just be be awesome and just look look and be aware and just know that, you know, it's it's not going to hurt you or take any more of your time if you let that person who has less than you go before you. Um, number four is uh, the uh, I like to call it the self checkout tutorial. Now, listen, I'm going to cut a little bit of slack. Now, some of some, if if you're in a place that has self checkout then you probably feel like me and think it's one of the most awesome uh, creations and inventions brought into department stores. I absolutely love self-checkout. Now, I remember self-checkout when it first came around because self-checkout was a place that you used to be able to buy all of your groceries. And you 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 did still have a monitor uh, there to assist you moving forward. But for the most part, you can take your entire experience to self-checkout and not have any interaction with any person, short of a question that you may ask uh, to the monitor. But they've changed a lot of their policies, and rightfully so, because there are experiences that people want to exploit, um, namely people who are not counting all of their groceries when they go to purchase, make their purchases, people who are buying things that they probably shouldn't be buying in self-checkout, like alcohol, and it could be an 18-year-old kid. You know, that's not cool. So they, you know, they've basically cut it down to a very, uh, you know, stringent point and just saying, look, no alcohol this way. You know, none of that. Everything else is fair game. But aside from that, people are still taking advantage of self-checkout. Now, going back to what I was saying about that person in line with all of those groceries, I don't think that they should be allowed to go and use self-checkout, especially if it's an experience of learning. And you get that a lot. There, I feel like there's more people in public who don't know how to use self-checkout than there are that, of those who can efficiently operate it and have no problems. And it's so weird because it's super weird when you have six lanes that are self-checkout 
and out of the six, five of the people have no clue how to use it. And so you have five people who, you know, <clears throat> who will eventually get stuck and they'll all eventually have questions. And then you have the one monitor that has to go over and correct each one of the experiences. I would just say this as a suggestion. If you go to self-checkout, which is awesome and it's for everybody and I think everybody should love it and experience it and get good at it. But listen, if you don't know what you're doing with self-checkout, let somebody know. Let the person who's there to monitor your experience know. Just say, excuse me, I haven't done this before or I have very little experience with this or I'm not quite sure how this works. Can you please help me or watch me or whatever whatever you need to do? But don't waste your time going up to something that you don't quite understand because guess what? Again, your bubble, it's affecting you because when you don't look back and say, my taking my taking this time is affecting everyone who is behind me waiting for their their moment. I mean, it's it's I don't want to say it's inconsiderate because it's really not inconsiderate, but factoring something like then can go a long way. If you factor in something like that and just say, you know what, I want to I want to be more efficient with this because that's what the whole system was built on efficiency. But how can it be efficient if people walk up to it and they're always constantly learning how to use it? You know, it's not like these stores are having like teach me Saturdays and telling people how to how to use it. You know, then I mean, yeah, you're going to have to learn how to do it, you know, in practice. But again, it, a, a question goes a long way. And, you know, it's not always up to us to trial and error because there's certain places for trial and error, you know, like riding a bicycle. But, you know, not in not in self-checkout. <laughs> I don't want trial and errors there. Um, number five Number five is a really trivial one, and it's one that I've experienced many, many times, and I've seen many different scenarios with uh, how this goes, and it's the decline card. So if you're at home and you're doing online shopping and your card doesn't go through, eh, you just, you, you know, you saved yourself the embarrassment uh, of anybody else knowing, short of your spouse maybe, or somebody who's close to you. But in a store, it could be a little disheartening, you know, to be in, you know, especially if you're in line um, and, you know, you're next up and then, you know, you get that infamous, um, I'm sorry, can you try your card again? Or it didn't go through or maybe you did. Th and the bottom line is your card was just declined. And I just got to say, like nine times out of 10, if a card is declined, it's because you have no money. I'm just I'm being. As honest as I can be, I don't think I've ever ran into a situation where somebody slid their card and went through all the motions and it was because of a mechanical error. No, it's 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 if it's a decline, you didn't have the money there. Now, I've seen many people have many different reactions. And the one reaction that I I lack to understand is the hostility. Like, I don't I don't understand how people get hostile with the with the uh cashier as if it's the cashier's fault it's her job to take your money or his job to take your money you know so why would they why would they spite you and not you know and not give you an easy process when when the end game is just to take your money for goods and services that's what they get paid to do they don't get paid to decline every every 10th person and give them a sob story on why their car doesn't work. My thing is this. 
Check your account before you go to the store. It's the smartest thing to do. I do it all the time because the last thing I want to do is be told that I'm declined for something. So make sure you know how much money that you have, even if you have to check it twice. There's times where I check when I get out of the car and I check again when I get in line because maybe something came through that took it down a few dollars. And when and if you happen to not have you know, uh, the money or not, or all of the money, maybe you have um, enough for some things. Here's the thing. I will, this is a, it's a side caveat, but it's not necessarily another number. Don't put your groceries on, on the nearby shelves. Just don't do it. If you, if you're trying to, if you're trying to lighten your load in order to make sure you're paying for your groceries, just walk back and take the stuff back where it came from. It's that simple. You know, it, it, you know, just because you're in line doesn't mean you can't get in line again. You know, people are so locked into this belief that everything equates to a waste of time. You know what I mean? Um, but nothing is a straight shot. So you have to just be considerate to yourself and to others. And in the consideration to yourself, don't just don't be the butthead who says, man, I, you know, I have $30 worth of groceries, but I only have $20 to spend. I got to put $10 of this back. I'm just going to put this on this little shelf right here and nobody will know. And, and you know, you might be saying, well, I just hand mine to the cashier. Yeah, but what do you do when you're handing the cashier frozen goods or any kind of perishable item? Where are they going to go in the next, you know, in the next, you know, 35 minutes to an hour? They're on a shift and they're working. They're not going to have time to take bologna back to the deli. So just do yourself the favor. Don't be the butthead and just take it back. You know, it's simple. And and if your car gets declined, you know, politely excuse yourself for the confusion. Find out what's wrong with the card and then come back if you have to. And if you can't, then save yourself, save yourself some face and don't make it an aggressive and embarrassing situation. You know, I've seen it happen at department stores. I've seen it happen in fast food places. I There was a guy who came to uh, a Chinese place, place I actually went to today, really good Chinese food, and uh, he ordered his food up, and he's getting uh, his total, and they tell him that his card is declined, and, and his first question was, what do you mean it's declined? I, they can't tell you anything. They can only tell you what the system reads. If the system reads declined, there's nothing more to do. I mean, it's just declined. If it said error, then they would try it again on that error. But a decline doesn't mean that you can try again and all of a sudden it's going to work. It never will work on a decline ever, ever, ever. So keep that in mind when your cards decline. Um, <laughs> number six, um, number six is 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 one that's kind of like it's a minor pet peeve because now as I'm getting older, I really find that I don't care as much. But it's like, you know, it's something that, that needs to be mentioned. So uh, this one is the fatherless or motherless child. So my, you know, my uh, public service announcement is that if you have kids, right, and if you have a inkling of a thought that your children are mischievous, keep them around you. Don't use a store as an open, as an open uh, season to just let your kids roam free and do what they want to do. Because if they're not around annoying you, okay, that's great for your sanity, but that means that they're out annoying other people. And that's just not cool. That's not great. Because then at the, cause then at the end of the day, here's, here's a scenario. You don't want people correcting your kids. 
So if you don't want people correcting your kids when they're off in other parts of the store doing God knows what, then why don't you just keep your kids under your arm so that people know you have them under control? Oh, well, my kids are so rambunctious, I can't just keep them in one place. Well, then you shouldn't bring your kids to the store. It's just that simple. And, you know, there are situations where, you know, there are uncontrollable circumstances like kids having tantrums. You know, kids have tantrums. And, you know, that is one of the more unavoidable situations. I would say if you can help it, if you're there shopping with somebody else, have them close out the transaction for you and go and take care of your child. Um, you know, I, you know, me personally, as a parent, I would just, I, you know, I would do the best I could to satiate my child in that moment. And if there's nothing that I can do that's going to make my child happy in that in that instance, I would leave the store. I would save face and just leave the store. Oh, but what about my groceries? You know, what about your child? <laughs> you know, like that's that's what it all amounts to is taking care of your kids. And you're not taking care of your kids if you just kind of let them roam and go in other places. And it's dangerous. It's stupid dangerous. You're, you're telling your kids, go ahead and go to the toy section. You got all these predators and perverts and people that are out there doing God knows what. And you don't want to be the victim to somebody taking advantage of a, a, a child whose parent just doesn't quite care about where they are. Keep your kids with you because it matters. Period. So <laughs> number uh, seven is uh, is one that. It's not really a bad one, but I just think it's kind of funny. And it's it's the exact change transaction. So what I mean is basically and and, and this is more on the line of me having worked in retail. Right. And I'm not the smartest guy with math, but I know how to count money. But in that same stretch, I'm not you know, I'm not the biggest, you know, um, I'm not the biggest person on reverting back to a particular number in order to change and get you something different it it sometimes it just doesn't work in my brain and i feel sorry for people who have to go through it so here's the example you're in line and somebody says you know they'll say your your uh your groceries are twenty dollars and forty cents okay and they hand you a fifty dollar bill and they give you the change and then you know, they give you the change and then all of a sudden they're handing you coins and all this other stuff and saying, you know what, instead of doing that, how about I give you this and then you just give me the change for that? The change for what? <laughs> like, you know, it, it's better if you just tell me what it is that you're, tell me the math behind what you figured out. I'll reason with that. And if it's something within that reason, I'm definitely able to, you know, help you out. But when people just kind of say, well, I'm going to give you a, in, instead of that 50, I'm going to, I'm going to take that 50 back and then I'm going to give you two twenties and a 10. And then I just need you to, and it's like, you know what? You just, you totally confuse me. You totally confuse me. And for what? Because you want to be right in your, in your, in your, uh, you know, in your pocketbook. If that's the case, make sure you have the direct, the correct change before you go. Cause to me, and, and to me, that's never a factor. Why? Because I slide my card for everything. And when I do use cash, I rarely care if at all, about the money that I'm giving them or getting back. It's never that big of a deal. And another another side note as far as spending money, you know, people, 
don't be argumentative about the about the price or the money that you're going to spend. Like, yes, there are going to be instances where something uh, maybe you didn't read a sign right or maybe something was misplaced in a particular area. But it really doesn't make any difference or it's not going to make the price any lower when you buy your groceries and they tell you forty one dollars or fifty dollars or one hundred dollars. And you say, huh, how to get to that? That's a question you might want to ask yourself while you're putting groceries in your basket. If you're so caught up about the money and the change you're going to be getting, how about you do all that math before you get to the to the uh, register? And that way, everything's figured out the way that you see it. You could even tell the, the cashier, I only have seventy five dollars. I can only spend that much because I don't have any more. And they'll let you know in your grocery <laughs> with the coming down the lane. Boop. You just hit seventy six, seventy six dollars. Uh, you know, like they'll let you know. I've seen that happen. So people with the whole change thing, just look, have the exact change. If 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 you're somebody who's so exact on things, um, I know you're not going to know exactly what you spend in quarters, nickels and dimes. But, you know, if you have quarters, nickels and dimes, when you when you see that on the screen, just pull out your thing. Nobody's going to arrest you for pulling out your your pocketbook and pulling out the few quarters because I do it as well somebody says you know the the you know the order that I'm taking is two dollars and 65 cents if I have 65 cents I will pull it out but I'm not prone to tell the cashier after I've given them the 65 cents to hand everything back to me so that I can give them something else and they can make more change for me it's like that's do that at the bank <laughs> do that at the bank so um that's just that that's another one of those like i said it's not it's not a pet peeve but it's definitely bothersome um this one is a pet peeve and i get really upset with this and you might be this person and if you are this person shame on you shame shame and it's the inability to cart to corral your cart to corral your cart it's not a hard thing now I know people who, you know, they don't want to park up front. I'm one of those people. I don't like parking up front near the store. Uh, reason being my own. It's just what I do. And in making that choice, I realize that I have to go the extra mile in order to just be a, a good shopper, a great shopper, actually. Because I know, again, in experience, how it is to have to go out there and grab carts from every inch of the parking lot. And really, there's more than enough cart corrals for anybody to walk up to comfortably and put your cart there. But you get so many people who, and, and, and this, this is one of those things where I, I use this logic where it's like, people are never gonna hold themselves accountable if no one else is around to do the same, as long as nobody is is witnessing them doing these transgressions, they're not going to take the correct action. They're going to do what they want to do. They're going to leave the cart in the middle of the place. They're going to put the cart in parking spots. That's the one that really gets me It's when people park their carts right in the middle of a place that I could park my car. It makes me turn into the Incredible Hulk every single time. And it has never been beneath me to take my cart to the corral because, again, I've made the choice, the decision 
to go and park away from the store. So I also understand that I'm going to have to take that extra measure to just put carts where they belong. And if you think you don't have time, then why did you come out to the store? <laughs> because that's a part of the time that you experienced in in the entire process of coming to the store, getting everything you get. Oh, I'm in a rush. No, you're not. You can't be in any more of a rush than when you were in the store originally. And if you were in so much of a rush, why didn't you ask uh, one of the bag boys to come and take out the groceries with you? They would have then they would have taken the cart and corralled it. So sometimes you just got to think. You got to think about the people doing the jobs. And then you got to think about the consideration of the shoppers that are shopping after you. Because it's not cool to just like pull up to a spot that has like five, six carts just chilling. And, you know, like that's not on the onus of the uh, of the the stores, the department stores, because, you know, it really shouldn't be the first priority for their staff to have to go out to a to a parking lot where really we can conduct the we can conduct better behaviors ourselves if we corralled carts ourselves and kept the parking lot tidy for lack of a better terminology then they could spend more time bagging our groceries doing all the extra stuff being in the store doing what store people do and i think that's huge so i would just say again please Put your carts in the corral because if you don't, I'm going to come to your city and I'm going to do it for you. I'm not going to do anything to you. Um, <laughs> the next thing is uh, another, uh, th you know, they're getting worse as they're getting down to 10. So this is uh, number nine. And this is one that just really kind of has me rolling my eyes and just, oh, my God. And it is the chatty checkout. Sometimes you get people who just are lonely or they don't get to talk much with people, um, you know, don't have, you know, the best social skills and they're just they're just they just want to practice. They just want to get it right. And that's cool. But a store line is not the place for it. It's just not. I've been in so many lines where you get the one shopper that wants to talk about the shopping experience, which is fine, and the money that they are spending which is fine uh and then the children and the cats and the dogs and the city and the policies and the president and everything else in between and they won't leave the line and the cashier feels obligated to hold that conversation with that person because the part that break the part that breaks the experience is when the cashier hands, uh, you know, the said customer their receipt. And until that happens, they're locked in this engagement. And, and, and I think that a lot of shoppers know that because they carry on and then they're lost in this wave of conversation. And you're standing there like, I just want to get my groceries. It's, I don't want to call it inconsiderate, but it is definitely something that people need to take notice. Me, when I go online, yes, I speak. I speak to every cashier that I uh, I connect with. If they if they if they seem like they don't want to talk, I don't talk. I mean, it's just that simple. But for the most part, I'm gonna say, "Hey, how you doing?" And if there's something there, 
I'll give you the light jokes and all that other good stuff because it's fun, especially if you're making somebody's day. Now, I realize people may say, well, my conversation is making their day. Yeah, but 15 minutes is more like a lunch break or or more like more like snack time. That's you know, that's a whole different thing. But, you know, if you're just doing it in the in the motion, that can be a great experience. But let them have that experience with like the next 10 to 12 people. You locking yourself into this engaging conversation is awesome for you, but it doesn't help everybody else. And again, you got to take yourself out that bubble because that bubble hurts and it's hurting everybody around you. So, yeah, be considerate. I would I do the same thing. Um, It's it's not you know, it's not hard, you know, and I and of course I've had people who have connected on particular uh circumstances and situations maybe they maybe somebody likes playing magic the gathering and i just realized oh my goodness you let you play magic too oh that's great and you know what it is i'm considerate to the people behind me oh that's cool well you know what i'll talk to you about it next time i come in the store dude we got to talk about magic all right see you later it's that simple you're not gonna lose any part about it because it's not like you're it's not like you're gonna stop shopping at that store because you came in that one time and you didn't get to talk about your cats it's not that way. It's like you're going to come back. And if you don't come back, then, oh, well, find, you know, another store to have a more efficient engagement. But don't stand and linger and, you know, talk about everything under the moon. And especially those who like to hang about and have conversation if the cashier's already broke engagement, but they still want to engage. Because then it's kind of like uncomfortable. Because then I'm trying to get checked out. And you're still standing right there. And I got to listen to you. And I don't really care. And then you're trying to look me in the eye to see. No. Just take your groceries and go, please. Because I just want to shop. And I want to go. And I want everything to be right in the world. So, yes. Please. Stop with your stories. And finally, the last one. This one is the one that takes the cake, and this is my my big public service announcement. And this is for this is basically the biggest pet peeve in shopping in public places, and that is the shoplifters and the moochers. Now, the one thing I'm going to say about shoplifters and moochers is that if they've if they're ever caught, they deserve to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Period. I don't believe in shoplifting. I think it's I think it's a crappy thing to do. Have I ever done it? Yes. Um, but again, it's not something that I would ever hope that people would have any audacity to move forward and do in a comfortable level. Like and you can see the audacity in certain places that I've been to where, you know, I, I've seen P- I, I've gone down aisles. Right. And I will see products open and just eaten drink drank uh you know and strewn about with no care and it's like why be that way why be that person why why be that person and it also it also connects to to some of the other experiences like watching your kids cuz your kids are not going to control themselves if you tell them that they can walk around the store and then they hit the candy aisle and then they start eating candy that they didn't pay for. Because guess what that looks like on camera? It looks like a, I don't want to say stupid, but it looks like a really bad kid in a really precarious situation with nobody watching them. And there's really nothing that can be done. So then you find your kid, they've eaten a half a thing of gumballs and what now every other 
person who wants to go over and buy gumballs has to look at the fact that there's one carton that's open and slobbered on and just completely nasty. Somebody who picks up Lunchables out of the refrigerator has to get that one Lunchable that's been peeled forward and there are three crackers missing. You know, it's like it's not it's not a good look. And you just have to be better people. Especially in the case where. Let's say you've shopped somewhere else, maybe you've got yourself a little snack or something like that. Don't leave all your stuff in other stores. That's a nasty, dirty, ugly look. If you got your Starbucks and you're done with your Starbucks, leave it in your car or don't, you know, find a trash can, but don't leave it on a shelf where people are shopping. It's just, it's crazy. And it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense. If you, if there's an article in a magazine and you're really enthusiastic about a particular picture or whatever, buy the magazine. Don't rip out the page because somebody else might want that magazine. If it's a gaming magazine and it's a code on a page and you really have to have that code, but you don't have your cell phone or anything else, don't, don't take it. You know, like it's, you know, why go into a store and bend the, bend, you know, the arches of a book back when somebody may just want that experience of just having a fresh, newly minted book in their library. You know, it's like you have to be considerate to everybody around you. I've walked into several stores that have displays, right? And their displays are horrible. I've seen displays where they have laptops and the laptops are completely decimated buttons missing screens cracked who cracks screens on a freaking display you know of of a system that other people want to buy you know like it it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and i think that people just have to be more conscious on what courses of actions they are taking <clears throat> and again it connects to the other factors if these are your kids doing it you need to watch your children because i I'm, I'm a bit i'm a big believer and i'll say it again that when people are not being monitored or they think they're not being monitored they will do whatever they want to do in any capacity that they want to do it so if your kids thinking that they are not being looked at while they're ripping the buttons off of a laptop that costs fifteen hundred dollars I personally think that that security should come through, get the kid, find you, and ask for the $1,500. It's just that simple. If they catch you, you know, eating half a Lunchable, you need to either pay for the Lunchable or go to jail. It, it's, so, it's so weird to me when I see stuff like that. When I see stuff like that, when I see a... a open case of coca-cola and two cokes missing like legit open not not fell over open because if it fell over <clears throat> you know that's a bad employee who didn't take the time to do the right thing but this is like legit you know like people taking advantage of stores and i'm like yo chill out chill out if you're that hard up man you got to find a program or something because it's not doing you or anybody else any bit of good for you to just be running through stores exercising your right and believing that you are just in your courses of actions because it's not okay it's not
But hey, that's 10 things that I cannot stand about public shopping. That's why I probably will be uh, switching and converting everything over to Etsy and uh, Amazon and eBay and every other online store that I can think of. No, not really. I'll still uh, shop in public. But, you know, it's just things that we have to take care of as uh you know, as a community. So how's your experience shopping in public? Do you guys stand behind people who have a crap load of groceries when you only have like two items? Do you see people who are leaving their kids in places that uh, probably shouldn't? I want to know. So if you guys uh, are ever on Twitter, you can hit me up. My uh, Twitter handle is more TA podcast. And we can talk about it because I really want to talk about people and their personal experiences when they are out shopping in brick and mortar stores. But again, this is James with more than a podcast. And uh, do me the favor, guys. As always, take care of yourself and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.